0: The Premier League on Off The Ball. What a blistering start! For all the best insight, analysis and exclusive reaction to the Premier League's biggest games. Become a member now and join in the obsession. Subscribe at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.
1: Hello and welcome to Friday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan and we'll start with tonight's massive top-of-the-table clash in the League of Ireland. The top two in the Premier Division go head-to-head with Shamrock Rovers looking to move one step closer to their fourth title in a row. Rovers have a four-point lead over Derry City, who could obviously close the gap down to a point. Rovers will have to do without Jack Byrne. Will Johnny Kenny return from Ireland under 21's duty with a knock? He's not fully fit. Rory Higgins, the Derry manager, said this week that he's giving Patrick McElhenney and Mark Connolly every chance to prove that they can play some part. Rovers boss Stephen Bradley knows they're in a great position with seven games to play.
0: If he said to us at the start of the year that this will be uh, the outcome with seven games left in terms of four points clear, would you take it? Of course you take it. So, uh, In a good place, but we still know there's a long way to go. We've been here before regardless of the result tomorrow night. We want to go and win the game, obviously, but Regardless, there's still a lot of football to be played and I'm sure there'll be a lot of twists and turns uh, before the season. though.
1: Kick-off at the Ryan mcbride Brandywell is 7.45. That game will be on Virgin Media. It's also quarter-finals night in the FAI Cup. Bohemian St. Pats and Dundalk have all been kept apart. Pats have the best chance of securing a place in Europe through the League of the Three Clubs. Bowles take on fellow Premier Division side Drogheda United at Weavers Park. Dundalk make the trip out west to take on runaway First Division leaders Galway United at Eamon DC Park. Cork City, who are second from bottom in the league, play Wexford at Turner's Cross. There was a pitch inspection at half-twelve today. The pitch was deemed playable, but another inspection is due at half-four this afternoon, with more rain expected. Those games all kick off at 7.45, then at 8 o'clock, First Division side Finharps play St. Pat's in Ballybuffet. Waterford can close the gap on Galway in the First Division tonight. Keith Longsider, 15 points adrift ahead of their meeting with Cove Ramblers at the RSC. Elsewhere, Bray hosts Treaty United and at Lone Town face Kerry. Some transfer news that went through yesterday afternoon. After the podcast was recorded, Ireland international Abby Larkin is signed for Glasgow City. The 18-year-old Dubliner makes the move from Shamrock Rovers and that was on transfer deadline day. Larkin will join up with the Scottish Women's Premier League outfit after the Nations League doubleheader against Northern Ireland and Hungary. She joins Irish international trio Claire Walsh, Emily Whelan and Aoife Colville at the club. Larkin made her senior international debut at 16 in February of last year. She came off the bench in all three of Ireland's World Cup games Games this summer. Meanwhile, Cork City's Zara Foley has been forced to retire from football due to persistent injuries. The 21-year-old has been asked to stay on as part of Cork's coaching staff. Foley made 63 appearances for Cork. She played at under-17 and under-19 level for Ireland and she was handed her senior debut in October 2018 against Poland when she was still only 18. Former Ireland international Kevin Colban can understand why Lee Carsley has been mentioned as a candidate to become the next Ireland manager. The FAI confirmed yesterday that Stephen Kenny will stay in charge for the rest of the Euro 2024 qualification campaign and the association will decide on his future after a review of the campaign. Colban was on off-the-ball breakfast earlier on to outline why his former teammate is so highly rated. When Brentford were really on the upward trajectory um, and he was the guy that they they had...
0: Maybe highlighted as the guy that could take him through. He was caretaker manager there for a few months. Uh, offered the job on numerous occasions, and he he didn't want to take that job uh, because it wasn't the right time for him in his own trajectory or path. He, he's he, he's got a plan. He's, as I, I mean I said before. He's he's not new out of the game. He's got a, a very clear vision on on how he sees his career. It's not just. A, you know a, a six months or a two-year gig as a, as a manager and then float into the background he has really really thought about the 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 path that he's going to take and where he is as I said he's nearly 50 so he's it's been this has been 14 years in the making for where he is right now and looking back now you know the conversation that we've had over the years uh lee and i he was right, and I was wrong. But he's—he's um, he's certainly his reputation is sky high for a reason. I've, you know, w- when he had the Manchester City job, you guys know he, w- he was—I was working with you guys at the time—and he was living in Manchester. He was living in my house in Manchester at the time. So he—he's he, had probably the best gig in youth football in, in Man City. He worked, you know, he brought through Ford and Sancho, Diaz, and, and numerous other players that have come through at Manchester City at that time. And you only need to speak to those players to recognise the uh, the impact that he's had on their careers. And yes, I think we all recognise it's still youth football, but he is working towards building foundations, building a real foundation for him to sustain a career in, in management when that comes around.
1: Everton are set to have new owners after Farhad Moshiri agreed to sell his 94% stake in the club to American Investment Fund 777 Partners. The sale is set to be completed by the end of the year. Mashiri invested in Everton first in 2016. He spent almost €600 million in transfers, but the club only avoided relegation on the final day of last season. They did it in the second last game of the season before that, and Everton are 18 in the press, one point from their opening four games. Their next game is against Arsenal at Goodison Park on Sunday. Strangely enough, Arsenal have a poor record at Goodison. Everton won this game 1-0 last season. It was Sean Dyche's first game in charge. The takeover would mean that half of the 20 Premier League clubs are American-owned. The Miami-based company own a few clubs, including Sevilla, Genoa, Standard Liège, and Vasco da Gama. Luis Rubiales had denied any wrongdoing to a Spanish judge over his behaviour at the Women's World Cup final. The former president of the Spanish Football Federation was forced to resign... Following his backlash over his kiss on player Jenny Hermoso, which she says wasn't consensual, Rubiales has been giving testimony in court today on charges of sexual assault and coercion. More than 80 female players in Spain, including the World Cup winning squad, have refused to play for the team again until there are changes in the management lineup and style. World Cup winning manager Jorge Vilda was sacked earlier this month and replaced by his assistant, Monse Tomei who was the first woman to manage Spain. She's due to name her squad today, but it's believed the players will continue to strike until there are more structural changes. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp's confirmed Trent Alexander-Arnold will miss tomorrow's Premier League trip to Wolves due to a hamstring injury. The England international came off injured in the second half of their win over Aston Villa before the international break and then pulled out of the England squad. Better news for Liverpool, though. Ibrahima Kanate has returned the training, so he could be available. Jadon Sancho will train away from the Manchester United first-team squad for a period. The England international recently complained about his treatment in a social media post. He claimed he'd been made a scapegoat after manager Eric Ten Hag revealed he'd been left out of his squad for the Arsenal game due to performance in training. United have confirmed the matter is now being treated as a disciplinary issue. There are reports suggesting he was banished because he failed to apologise to Ten Hag. Meanwhile, United have been drawn against PSG in round two of the Women's Champions League qualifiers. United will have home advantage for the first leg on the 10th or 11th of October. The second leg is in France the following week. Abby Larkin's new club, Glasgow City, who beat one of her former clubs, Shelburne, in the first qualifying round, have been drawn against SK Bran of Norway. The winners of those ties will book their place in the group stage of the Champions League. UEFA has charged Romania with five offences, including racist behaviour. Following their match against Kosovo during the week, the European qualifier in Bucharest was suspended for 50 minutes on Tuesday after provocative chanting from a section of the home fans. Some Romanian fans chanted in favour of Serbia and held up a banner which said Kosovo is Serbia. The Romanian Football Federation has also been charged for a provocative message of an offensive nature. Two sides who were relegated from the Premier League last season meet in the Championship tonight: Southampton or home to Leicester, who can go top with a win. The Saints have a chance to move level on points at leaders Preston. If they win, Hull could go top of the table. If they win at home to Coventry by two goals or more, the top two in the Bundesliga meet in Munich tonight: Bayern. Bayern take on Bayer Leverkusen both of the only two clubs with three wins from three this season Xabi Alonso's Leverkusen have already beaten Leipzig this season and French champions PSG take on Nice in Ligue 1 both sides are unbeaten PSG drew their first two league games of the season but they've won their last two Kylian Mbappe missed France's 2-1 friendly loss to Germany with a knee injury but he was back training with the club yesterday The Football Daily on Off The Ball